3: Recently, I made a video on awesome video games that were ruined by one terrible mechanic, and now I thought that I'd return to do a bit of a weird sequel, where now we're talking about video games that were ruined by two terrible mechanics. It's a bit tongue-in-cheek, so I hope that you enjoy it. So with that in mind, I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 awesome video games that were ruined by two terrible mechanics. Number 10. Intentional Input Lag and Weapon Maintenance. Red Dead Redemption 2 So Red Dead Redemption 2 is unquestionably one of the most impeccably crafted video games of the previous generation, albeit one whose meticulous attention to detail is also occasionally its undoing. For starters, Rockstar decided to give the game intentional input lag, such that the player's movements are more clumsy and less precise than is typical, in an attempt to better reflect real life. But the result is sometimes considerable player frustration, even with basic movements and actions often becoming a chore as players end up doing something that they never intended to. Then, there's the much-loathed weapon maintenance mechanic, whereby your gun's combat effectiveness will steadily decrease if you don't clean them. Though wiping your gun down with gun oil is hardly difficult, it is boring, busy work that surely brings joy to not a single living soul. Nobody wants to be thrust into this lovingly craft world, only to waste even mere seconds doing something that is so utterly mundane. Number 9. BT Encounters and Soothing BB – Death Stranding Hideo Kojima's Delivery Man Simulator, Death Stranding, is one of the most fiercely unique AAA video games ever made. Uncharacteristically for its creator, the game places far less of an emphasis on both stealth and action than his Metal Gear Solid franchise. Instead, centering gameplay around tricky traversal with occasional stealth action elements. And yet, there's such an oddly addictive, comforting pull to the package delivery loop that it's actually kind of a shame when you're thrust into a more conventional action game scenario whenever the otherworldly creatures known as B. T's show up. You're free to either take on these BTs up front or stealthily avoid them. But whatever your method, these encounters get old pretty fast, especially when they interrupt an otherwise serene and rather relaxing track from point A to point B. It's very strange to say this in a Kojima game of all things, but for many Death Stranding would be better if it had no stealth or combat to deal with whatsoever. Secondly, the wildly frustrating requirement for players to soothe their bridge baby BB28 whenever it becomes stressed by the player's actions such as falling over a getting attacked, because when BB cries, players need to find a safe spot, enter first-person view, and on PlayStation consoles, rock the controller back and forth to settle BB down. While it's amusing and maybe even cute the first few times that you do it, it quickly becomes exasperating, because who would want to hear a baby wailing through their controller when they're trying to unwind? Number 8. Hacking and Camera Research Bioshock Bioshock is a groundbreaking first-person shooter for many, many reasons, and for as many creative mechanics as it makes ingenious use of, it also touts two pretty dead-on-arrival features that just about everybody hates. First off, there's the wretched hacking mini-game, which forces players to complete a series of plumbing tile puzzles. I mean, they're just not fun, they're boring and time-consuming, but at least they are rarely mandatory. Then, there's the research camera, which players could use to gain research points and level up their research trees, gaining permanent damage boosts to certain certain. certain enemies, as well as getting permanent stat increases and so on. As such, the camera incentivized players to initiate combat encounters with the camera in tow in order to score maximum research points. It's a neat idea, but ultimately it becomes a chore for players who just want to kill enemies without having to swap between their camera and their weapon of choice. Instead, it made them feel like they were missing out on an easy advantage if they didn't use the camera. Curiously, both of these mechanics were also included in Bioshock 2, but given significant reworkings which made them much more of an integral part of the game. And as a result, became actually fun. Number 7. The Draw and Junction Systems Final Fantasy VIII now, Final Fantasy VIII may be one of the most divisive entries into the hit RPG franchise, but by typical standards it's still an outstanding game, albeit one that tries its damnedest to make you think otherwise. The game includes a number of radical revisions to the series' formula, most obviously with the introduction of two new arcane and pretty unwieldy gameplay systems. The draw mechanic requires players to obtain spells by drawing them from enemies and stocking them like any typical item. In the case of more powerful spells, you have extremely limited opportunities throughout the game to acquire them, and this makes it the worst kind of mechanic, unintuitive and a time-consuming bore. In addition, there's the controversial junction system, that I kind of like but others absolutely loathe, which allows you to assign stocked magic to stats, giving yourself a potentially massive stat boost in the process. However, the junction mechanic is extremely poorly explained by the game's early bombardment of verbose and dry sawdust tutorials, ensuring that many younger players had no idea what the hell they were doing. Case in point, I got trapped in a boss battle because I hadn't remembered to use the junction system to acquire all of the spells useful to defeat that boss. I was on disc 3 when that happened. Good times, good times indeed. Number 6. Tripping and Magnet Hands Super Smash Bros Brawl Super Smash Bros, or Brothers, if you want to get technical about it, is one of the most beloved video game franchises, and say it with me, kids, of all time. And despite the breezy thrills it offered millions of casual players, it's also serious business on the competitive beat-em-up circuit. The entry into the franchise that bore the most venomous ire from the hardcore fanbase, though, was 2008 Super Smash Bros. Brawl, which introduced two highly contentious mechanics. First off, we have tripping. Here, Brawl allowed the smallest possibility that any player could Suddenly trip over mid-match, courtesy of background RNG. Many felt this was a transparent, cynical attempt by Nintendo to close the skill gap between players, especially as there was no option to disable tripping in the game's menu. Fans also took umbrage with the addition of Magnet Hands in Brawl, making it much easier for players to cling to the edge of the stage after falling off. Basically, many felt that it was catering too much for the casual player. Thankfully, Nintendo jettisoned tripping from all future Smash games, and though Magnet Hands are definitely still around, they've been given a welcome nerf in more recent titles.
2: Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates Number 5. Interrogation and
3: Combat – L.A. noir So L.A. Noir is one of the most creative video games of the last decade, a visual, groundbreaking love letter to classic film noir, centered less around gunplay than investigation and interrogation. But the game's admittedly ambitious interrogation mechanics have proven intensely divisive ever since release. Though the recent remaster fixed the interrogation prompts to be less ambiguous, there's still a frequent disconnect between the tone intended by the player and the one protagonist Cole actually adopted. Also, trying to read NPCs' faces for tells during interrogations isn't nearly as refined as Rockstar hyped it up to be, and so it often proves more frustrating than intuitive. Secondly, there's the combat. While not being too frequent throughout the game, it's definitely abundant enough to be a majorly irritating point every time it shows up. Between the floaty gunplay and unresponsive close-quarter fisticuffs, it feels like a massively clunky afterthought. Where neither the interrogations nor the action-driven elements work quite as well as intended, you've got an almost incredible game failed by its rough fundamentals. Number 4. World Tendency and Item Burden – Demon's Souls Now, Bluepoint Games' is, 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 remake of Demon's Souls is assuredly the definitive version of From Software's classic action RPG, but it didn't quite make every last possible improvement to the brilliant but flawed original. The game's infamous World Tendency system has received a few nips and tucks, but it's still perhaps the most controversial feature in the entire game. Long story short, World Tendency is a morality system which shifts depending on the player's actions. Eating bosses will push you towards White Tendency, while dying in your human form or killing NPCs will nudge you back towards Black. White Tendency will give you easier enemies to battle, but Black Tendency's tougher monsters will drop more souls and more worthy items. Now The system isn't fully explained in the game itself, and players are generally advised to look up a guide online to have a complete idea on how to master it. And then there was the return of the limited inventory system, with the item burden meaning that players won't be able to carry much in the early stages of the game, while the remake handily. Allows you to send items back to the Nexus rather than having to venture back there to manually drop off stuff. It's still busy work, affectation, having to even think about the load that you're carrying. Above all else, it forces players to think about something incredibly mundane in an otherwise mesmerizing and fantastical experience. Number three: enemy scaling and persuasion. The Elder Scrolls IV: Oblivion. The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion is one of the greatest RPGs ever made, which is especially impressive considering how widely despised its levelling system actually is. Oblivion includes a much-hated enemy scaling mechanic, meaning that rather than enemies having set levels and stats, they will scale according to your own level. Now, this really hampers the sense of progression necessary to any RPG, as there's never any feeling that you're actually getting stronger relative to the enemies around you who will simply just get better to match. Secondly, there's the Persuasion mechanic, a round-based minigame in which players attempt to win an NPC's favour by reading their facial expressions and picking the appropriate option on a wedge-filled wheel. It's an interesting idea, albeit one too convoluted to really work, making it much more of an annoyance, especially with the time limitations imposed upon the player, such that you might simply prefer to start waving the bribes around instead because that has much more success. Number 2. Weapon Durability and Rain – The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is quite debatedly one of the greatest video games ever made, were it not for these two absolutely infuriating mechanics that kind of hold it back. Easily the most contentious aspect of the entire game is the inclusion of weapon durability, whereby weapons have a tendency to break incredibly easily, forcing players to suddenly seek a replacement and often disrupt their current task as a result. Now, While some praised this feature for the dynamicism and strategy that it included into combat, many felt that it simply just became an unnecessary chore. Second, Finally, there's the damn rain. I mean, sure, it looks nice and all, but rain also prevents players from traversing the land as they see fit. Given that the game was sold on the player's ability to climb practically any surface, making them wait until the rain subsides to climb can be a real pain in the ass. Fingers crossed that Nintendo revises these features for the much anticipated upcoming sequel. And number one, motion control graffiti and karma. Infamous Second Son. Infamous Second Son was an almost great launch title for the PS4. On the pure basis of its graphics and its core superhero gameplay, it was fantastic. Albeit let down by its superficial story and a couple of ill-conceived mechanics. Firstly, there's the infamous, yeah, sorry about that one, graffiti feature, whereby players can use the DualShock 4 controller to simulate the action of using a can of spray paint. You first needed to shake the DualShock 4 and then use the controller's trackpad to spray the paint onto the desired area. It's a cute idea in theory, perhaps apps, but implemented in a goofy and pretty corny way, because it feels like a parody of a launch title trying to make the most out of a console's shiny new feature. But far worse than this silly aside, though, is the game's horrendously outmoded karma system. Though the pre-release marketing promised players that this game would have a complex and nuanced morality system, ultimately it just boiled down to a binary set of good and bad choices. Players are incentivized to pick a set path to achieve their maximum power potential, in turn effectively neutering the experience for those that would prefer to take a more ambiguous path Acast powers the world's best podcasts Here's a show that we recommend